Hello, my friends, and welcome back to The Known Podcast. I'm Liz Burns, and today I have such a special guest for you. I was joined over a Zoom interview with gospel music recording artist Martha Munizzi. We discussed all things praise and worship, the state of music in the church, and just really how we can give our best praise to God daily. I can't wait to get into it, so let's go. Welcome back to The Known Podcast. Well, listen, we are just a few days out from Valentine's Day. How do you feel about that? Now, me, I'm in my upper 30s, hanging on by a thread, and I love going out with my husband, having nights in with my kids, but, like, do you ever miss the second grade, like, little Valentine cards? And I would buy them, and I would stress over the messages on them, and it's like you didn't want to give a boy one that was too you know, lovey, because like, what if he reads into it? Like, this is me and the inside of my mind as a seven-year-old. But I kind of miss that phase. It was kind of fun when everybody would buy everybody little cards and candies. I think, in fact, I'm going to do that for my office workers here at the church. I mean, why not? Uh, What is your Valentine tradition? If you have any, will you be like me, buying a heart pizza at some point this weekend? Because nothing says love like a heart-shaped pizza. (laughs) Let us know, how do you celebrate Valentine's Day? In fact, I just so happen to know that if you keep your eyes on the Known Ladies Instagram, at Known Ladies, there's going to be a special giveaway happening this weekend. Oh yeah, (laughs) check it out and we'll be right back. Welcome everyone back to the Known Podcast, and I'm here to introduce a special guest to the podcast. She's well known to you, but a cousin to me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Grammy Stellar and Dove Award winner Martha Munizzi. <laughs> Hi, how are you, Lizzie? I'm yeah. There it is. There it is, <laughs> Lizzie. Everyone, this is. I can't now. People are going to say that. Oh yeah, and... no, it's my prerogative because I've known you forever. Oh so. man, Martha. Right. <laughs> like here's the rain. thing. Called the rain. Like don't call me that. That's my my sister. Well, what was what was your thing then? What were people? What was the Martha short name? Um, I didn't have. I always wanted a Martha short name, but I, nothing <laughs> would stick. I, I, like Martha sounds like somebody's aunt, you know, or grandma. <laughs> So I hated my name growing up, but nothing was like my middle name is Denise and that's a prettier name, but still I'm like, I'll stick with Martha because it goes with my sister's name. Mary, we're twins. Yes. Marty didn't, nothing, nothing. My dad always called me like, Hey, twin, you know, like, or my, some, <laughs> like that was it. Like M&Ms or twins. That was my short name. It was always blended with my sister. So. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, for anyone listening to the podcast who has not been blessed to know of Martha's music, Martha's been a worship leader uh, for years and really a, a sort of a trendsetter in the genre, um, has won multiple awards, has been such a name. It's honestly such an honor for us to have you here today, Martha. I, tr- I truly appreciate it. Um, but when I was thinking of people to bring on, I, I thought, man, I hope we can get Martha Munizzi. She would be <laughs> such a good, tell everybody, you know, who doesn't know outside of the accolades, just 30 seconds about you, like married, kids, pets, all the things. Well, thank you for having me on. It is always an honor. I love that you're doing this and it sounds great. I'm excited about it. Um, well, I am, my name is Martha. I have a twin sister named Mary. I am married for 34 years to my husband, Dan, three kids, 
um, Danielle, Nicole, and Nathan. They're all grown. They're all grown, and, and they just moved out. So I'm getting oh, to the White House. I'm actually loving it because they they come and won't leave now. So I'm like, yeah, go now. <laughs> but I've been a singer songwriter, worship leader uh, for many many years, over two decades, and written songs that maybe you've heard of, and uh, really just had an incredible opportunity to really connect with the with with the gospel industry more gospel music and I've just loved every minute of it and been just privileged and honored to win a couple awards and write songs that people are singing and and it's just been incredible now my husband and I are pastoring a church in Orlando called Epic Life Church so that was the quick synopsis Um, it's been a a long journey it's been an exciting journey and I can't wait to see what God has next oh and I have um I have two dogs. Yes, please mention the dogs. We are yeah. the most dog-friendly podcast you will ever meet. <laughs> I love that about you, and I love that about this podcast. Um, I have a, a one-year-old golden retriever named Willow that we bought over COVID. and oh, The COVID get, dog purchase. COVID dog purchase. And so I thought, I will learn how to be the most incredible dog trainer through YouTube. I'll just watch YouTube videos and I learned that my dog knows tricks. She is not obedient. She's disobedient. But she could do a few tricks, um, but she is sweet. And then we have a, a little toy Yorkie who's 14. She's kind of in like a hospice kind of position. Oh, baby. We love a senior dog. Yeah, she's a senior dog. But as soon as we think it's over, she comes back and she's living several lives like a cat. So yeah, we're Mary and this- Martha, why not Lazarus? I'm that. <laughs> there is no reason why not. So, <laughs> oh my goodness, Martha, do you remember the first time you led worship by yourself? Do you ever remember that? I think that's a great question, and no one has ever asked me that in the history of interviews. Aww. That is a great question. Have when did I lead? Okay, so yes, um, I was leading. I was actually. I had well. Probably when I was 14, 15, I had a little guitar and I sat in the corner of our youth group. I knew two chords and that's all you need to know. Um, so I always kind of just led like that. Whoever was sitting there, I would lead them into worship. You know, that's just part wow. of it. At, at, in school, in high school, I would, I would, my sisters and I, or my, my twin sister and I, we would play in chorus. You know, mm-hmm. she would learn how to play. Andre Crouch, Jesus is the answer. And we'd teach yes. our whole, you know, choir to teach it. Uh, and we'd be singing it. You know, none of them were saved, but they sang Jesus is the answer. In high school. But, you know, in, I remember the, the moment where it was, it was just a hunger for me. It switched from just being something that was, you know, you just lead a few people in a few songs and then the pastor preaches to where it was something transformational. Mm-hmm. I was um, in my twenties and I knew that this was more me using my voice was more than just about, you know, a set list and sounding pretty and, and yeah. whatever, that it really had transformational power. Mm-hmm. And so hungry for that because worship was transforming me and I didn't mm. want to leave without leading from that place. So, you know, it's been wow. a, it's a journey. It's definitely been yeah. a journey. So, okay. You said about like 25 years, you think you've been doing this around ish? Yeah. I'm, I'm probably in denial about how old I am. So <laughs> girl, same girl, no. same. <laughs> um, but okay. So <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Hello. And then in dog years, no, um, right. but, but when you look at like worship as a whole, as like yeah. a place, as a moment when you started versus now, like, what have you seen? I feel like there's been moments, there's been themes 
that have sort of like, it was this in the nineties. It was the, you know what I mean? Like, what have you seen? Like, what have you seen that you loved? What have you seen that you thought, oh man, I don't love this. Like, how's it changed? It has changed a lot. And I remember when, you know, I was in my teens and twenties, um, it was Michael W. Smith. It was Amy mm-hmm. Grant. It was Prism. It was, you know, Matthew, uh, it was all, you know, the uh, second chapter of Acts, you know, it was all that very, it was all phenomenal, but it wasn't worship driven. That integrity came on the scene. I remember the first time I heard Don Moen of integrity. If you don't know mm-hmm. who that is, get, look him up on Instagram. He has a huge following, believe it or not. He does. Um, and he is just a worshiper, but he was kind of a part of the integrity movement, which was phenomenal music that this big record label was starting to to create. Mm -hmm. They were taking songs straight from scripture, singing them with these killer voices and musicians. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that was life changing because we were learning scripture as we were singing. We didn't have, you know, we, we, the, just the, the library of music that we have now, we didn't have, we didn't have internet, you know, there wasn't, Hey, you know, let's learn the song and download the music. There was nothing like that. You know, we had to find it. I remember my husband, he's a, uh, he's a keyboard player, you know, and um, I remember we wanted to do a John P. Key song. Well, if you want to do a John P. Key song or a Kirk Franklin song, you're going to sit with your little boom box and you're going to stop and record and stop and play and stop and play. And you're going to learn it and just bang out every single chord and then write it down. So we had a book that we created for our, our worship team of him all in handwritten uh, notes of Dan spending hours and our kids, were the little. kids today will never know the handwritten chord chart. Oh God, Cause it's all done. And now we've got stems, you know, so we don't even have to really know the music. So I see the benefit, but I also see the handicapping that can happen um, when we're not really learning. We've got all of these, um, this great technology, you know, our confidence monitors, you know, and, and, but my concern is today what it was back then it's so easy to just go through the motions because we've got the music, we've got the words. It's not, is is it penetrating our hearts to where, you know, we know it, we we can sing it without, you know, looking at words, we can close our eyes. And that song is in our DNA. It's in our heart. It's in, it's written on the, on the, on our heart and on spirit. Um, That's my, that's what I look out for that. We don't become so mechanical and, that we haven't really encountered God through the worship. And I remember having those moments in, in, in worship. Don Moen, like I was saying, the first time I, it was at Calvary Assembly in Winter Park. And it was, I was by myself. I don't know where everybody else was. Some, I just remember being by myself. And he was <laughs> beautiful. I just want to be where you are, dwelling daily in your presence. Take me to the place where you are. I just want to be with you. I have never had an encounter like that. I was a teenager. I mean, that was the first moment I thought, that's, I want that. That's what I want. I want that right there. I don't want anything else. I just want that. You don't have to pay me to sing. I don't need a job. I just want that. And um, that was really powerful for me. And I went on a journey of, of just wanting those encounters with God where tears were flowing and you felt every, you just felt the presence of God in the room. Yeah. And, you know, that's you know, it's so in, it's so interesting you mentioned it that way because something I wanted to ask you about was, you know, not in any critical way, but does it somehow sometimes seem, I don't want to say oxymoronic, but worship as almost performative, um, there being different categories of worship. So like we talk about this at church, there's some songs I feel like that are Sunday morning songs, you know, if it's simple, like, 
when Chris Tomlin writes, how great is our God, the church wants to sing, how great is our God. Then there's wordy worship where it's like, you know, I'm like, maybe take that into your prayer closet. You know what I mean? But this is too much for Sunday. But almost worship as a genre where it's almost more people observing than participating. Is that where the line gets blurry and gets hard to understand? Because I mean, at what point do we keep it as worship versus performance? And, you know, that's a great question. You've got great questions. (laughs) Okay. No, you know, it's a great question. And I've, you know, a few years ago before I pastored with my husband, I would have said, everybody needs to worship and sing and dance and shout and we need to all be in. But but now that I've pastored, I've realized everybody is on a journey and the Bible teaches us how to worship with songs and clapping and shouting. And so there are things that we do that can literally bring liberty and freedom in the room just by shouting. And I mm. think it, it is, you know, or singing a little bit louder or just declaring, going a little deeper. I think it's important as leaders that we're always drawing people closer, but also knowing the people that we're called to minister to as well. And that's something pastoring has taught me to give a little bit more, maybe a lot more grace than I used to, that just because someone looks like they're not entering in doesn't mean that they're not. You know, I remember, um, and the reverse is true. Just because somebody's jumping and shouting doesn't mean they're having a God encounter either. And I think that's where we just present it and know what our people really are responding to. And as worship leaders, I think that's really important. Just survey the land on Sunday. What's causing the, the change on their the countenance? You know, what's causing them to, kind of instead of you know this to like maybe dropping their hands or there's something that's leading them it's a it's it's a it's it could just be steps that they're taking closer to God and then yeah curate set list that brings people into a place of freedom and it yeah. might look different for each church you know it just it just might so for us you know me in my background my songs I'm like a bully worship leader that's what my my musical director <laughs> my producer is like I like you it's bully worship you know and I've learned that from, from, you mean like sit, stand, raise your hands, worship. Get it, y'all get, now I've learned how to do it with a smile, but I'm like, y'all, somebody needs to give God praise today. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Son. And, and that's just my good, my calling. That's kind of like the anointing of my life is to, is, but I've had to learn to, to tame it. You know, that people are just walking in. They just put their baby, they fought all the way to church because they're late. They just put three kids in the nursery or, and they won't, the baby won't let go you know, and they're mad at each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, you always to... fight on Sunday. We always oh, say that. Don't, they... don't fight like a Sunday fight. No, and they don't, no, it's so true. And they don't, they don't need to walk in and somebody go, y'all are a bunch of, de- y'all need to give, what's wrong with you? Get up and give God praise. So I lost that edge a long time ago. I don't, I don't ever assume to know what someone's going through. I'm assuming that it's probably, they're stressed. Yeah. They want to walk in and just take a deep breath and nobody's, yeah cracking the whip so okay let me ask you this because I have a 14 year old who is you know he's in his moment where God is becoming his God versus mom and dad's God and he'll always say man sometimes I feel bad went into praise and worship and was distracted I said baby I'm 39 and sometimes I'm going what are we eating after church okay do you still get distracted during worship and if so how do we do that how do we not do that you know I'm, it's funny that you asked me that because I'm one of those people that if you see me worshiping, I look so happy and I look so invested and so fulfilled. 
but it could be different. I'm either working really hard to stay focused or the presence of God is in the room. And if God's presence in the room and I'm really entering in and you lean over, I guess, I guess it depends on who it is and just, and, inter, and, and kind of interrupt me. I will like, it's claws out. And I know that's not right. <laughs> My husband's on the receiving end of like, I cannot believe you're asking me about, you know, the water bottle on the floor. I am like in groups, like be quiet, let me worship. So you, know, you can't, you can't necessarily look at me. Wait, just me. one second. What is your Enneagram number? I'm a seven. Okay. Okay. Oh, you are a fun little bundle of adventure. Aren't you? <laughs> yes. So I, everything is, you know, this, no, it's great. I know the house is burning, but there's good things that are happening. You know, so that's where my mind is. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very serious about worship. I'm very serious about praise. I'm always like locked in. I'm one of those people that, you know, when, when worship is happening, I'm, I'm like a warrior on the, you know, the battleground Yeah. and I'm smiling and I'm jumping and I'm, and I'm leaping, but we're at war. That's, mm. that's how I am. So it doesn't mean I don't get distracted, but yeah. I laugh and go, someone could walk in with bad intentions. I would not see them. Like I'm locked in, but I also know I got to be up in about three minutes with something to say or something to pray. So I've just learned over the years, yeah. stay locked in. That doesn't mean I'm, I'm not distracted, but at the same time, I'm always, it's just conditioning. I'm thinking, okay, if somebody throws, even if I'm not in my church and if somebody calls me up, you know, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? Yeah. So I'm always kind of in that zone, but not everybody is, but I, I'll just tell you this really, this quick story that taught me years ago to not be, is to be distracted. Please tell us. So I had just started traveling a few years and I was at this church. It was an all black church, which most of the churches I go to are, which I love. I wouldn't yes. change it. It's the best. Yes. So I go to this church and there was a few hundred people in the room and um, it was a Sunday morning and there was another very well-known speaker, female speaker speaking that day. And so I go in and I, it's, you know, it wasn't a huge church. It was kind of an older church and I'm sitting next to the pastor's wife and I look up and you know, there's a choir loft and there's probably 30 people in the choir loft and they had just started worship, just started first song out the gate. And I see this young woman and she's on the choir stand and she is just going crazy. She's jumping, she's leaping, she's running. It's too much. I am so distracted. And now I'm critical in my spirit. I'm like, mm. this needs to settle down. And somebody needs to tell her. They're obviously, ship's bad. This is what I'm thinking in my mind. I'm just rapid fire thinking all this negative thought, these thoughts. She's out of order. Obviously, she wants all the attention for herself. This is obvious because it's song one. Nobody is that excited song one. Okay, song two. <laughs> We're warmed, we're warmed up now. She's, it's obvious she's making this all about her, and I'm distracted. I can't worship because mm. she's spinning and jumping. In, this is ridiculous now. Somebody do something. I'm getting more and more frustrated. I'm at the height of anger and frustration, and the pastor's wife leans over, and she said, you see that lady up there dancing? And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, somebody do this. This poor leadership. If I was the pastor, that would never happen. She said she lost her baby. Two nights ago, oh. nine months pregnant, stillborn. Mm. She gave birth, the baby died. And she she goes, we have been in like camp meeting mm. and she not missed a day, not missed a service. She comes and she worships like that level every time. And she has changed our church. Like our church mm. in just a few days have been impacted because of the way she worships through her pain. I'm talking about like every part of the blood, every everything just hit the floor I was so crushed and humbled in that moment. And that was a moment where I said, never again. Yes. Never again 
Well, I now I not not that people should be out of order, but I've learned yeah. sometimes just raise if somebody's jumping and being loud, just raise a level of your praise and drive them out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, I've just learned you just never know what somebody why they're worshiping, why they yes. need to worship at that level, and it it changed me forever. That makes me think of uh, C.C. Winans' song. You don't know the cost of oh, in my alabaster box. Just you don't oh. know what, what we've talked about this year before. You know, somebody is going to resonate with something and they go, oh, that that's me. You know, he, he really did pick me up or I'm healed of cancer, you know, 17 years. And when we say he's my healer, like I'll jump, I'll skip. You know, somebody next to me may not know, but I'm like, yes you're my healer, God, like you are my healer. I'm so thankful I'm here today, you know, and, and you're right. And I, 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 I've had those same temptations in my heart. You know, I'm thinking I'm about to go up. What is Jason ready? Do we have this? Where are my kids at? But at the same time, you know, God forbid we ever stop praising him because I don't think he will continue to move if we do not honor him, if we do not put him in that place first, you know, do you of all songs if they said you can only you know anymore worship god with one song can't be your own song but is there one song that is like you know the anthem for you that is terrible question i know it's terrible see i lost my road i was saying all good questions like if i had like like if i had to pick i would say great is thy faithfulness just because i think that's an anthem you know what i mean I, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> yeah. I, you can answer because that's for sure. No, I'm saying it's a great question. It's a horrible one to answer because there's so many that run through my head. That is a good one. I think that one is great. Um, that one just never gets old and never, you know, I think uh, it is well with my soul. Yeah. It's one that gets the presence of God in the room so fast. Yeah. Just in a blink, you begin to sing that and people resonate. Yeah. You know yeah. what we sang yesterday? We sang, uh, we just looped it into another song, but we are standing on holy ground. Oh. And I just saw two or three people just, woo, it was, they were ready. They were linked in when we, when we added that to the end of a modern song, but yeah. woo, oh, I mean, that's if it's not broke, if it's no. not broke, don't fix it, right? <laughs> it's true. And I think we're in a season now where people are really into nostalgia in so many ways. I mean, it's like a thing now. You know, when I've talked to, to uh, radio promoters and, and companies and, and ministries on a big level, they're reaching back to the old things because of COVID. I think people are just looking for that place of comfort and so that feeling like, man, things are normal. And and so going back is where everybody really wants to be and yeah, is right. so pulling those, you know, as you, I always tell our worship team, we did a night of worship. We're looking for the river as a worship that's what we want we are looking for the river you may have a set list that you practiced and you've got it going on and you know exactly i got it planned and i love it when they look at me after i've taken them on a you know a, a detour and they'll go yes but we had planned something else i'm like Good for you i'm happy for you great for your plan but i always plan but also plan for spontaneity you're you know practice in your rehearsals so that you can go to it it is well with my soul if you're standing in the room and you feel like, why is my spirit pulling me in this direction? Why do I feel like we need to sing that? It's coming at me and it's, you know, great as I faithful is it's just like bearing down on me and I've got to sing it. You know, don't practice on us, practice during rehearsal, but be ready, practice those moments of spontaneity. Because when we find the river, 
I'm telling you, it is, it, it is a flow that there is no striving, but it takes time to find that river. That's but right. All- and yeah, no, I was going to say, and once we find the river, there's healing in the river, there's joy in the river, there's freedom in the yeah. river. Maybe you're listening today and you're saying, that sounds really good. I want that in my life. Well, listen, friend, you can do that outside of a church service. You can do that right now. Uh, you can put on a song, you can sing what's on your heart, but God, when his presence is there, it's an atmosphere for miracles and he's there for you today and always. Well, my friend, my cousin, thank you for being here with me. It's an honor and a joy. Oh, it's so great. And and you say cousin, but sometimes people think that's just an endearing term. We really are. We're really cousins. We're really family, like for reals. We love each other like family, but we're family. (laughs) But we're family. (laughs) And we always have a lot of fun together at the family. That's right. That's right. I love you, lady. I love you too. Thank you so much. This is awesome. You're so welcome. And we'll be right back with more of the Known Podcast. Welcome back, friends. It's time for the part of the show we call Know It, which is the part of the show we recommend something we think you should know about this week. And today, in honor of our guest, Martha Munizzi, it's her latest album released called Best Days. You do not want to miss this if you love just deep and powerful and dynamic praise and worship. Check this out. You can find it on Spotify, anywhere you listen to music, but you don't want to miss Best Days by Martha Munizzi. Check it out. Pump it in your car, in your home, and enjoy it. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for joining us today, friends. My special, special thanks goes out to Martha Munizzi for being our guest today. Be sure to check out her music everywhere you listen. And remember, friends, you are known and you are loved. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.